Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. And this episode is for all of my micro school friends, those of you who are teachers, parents, who are building a micro school, or you already have a micro school. Today, we're going to talk about hiring. Yes, my friends, hiring a big decision and important decision that requires careful consideration when you have your micro school. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you some key factors in assessing to determine when you're ready to hire in a micro school. I'll share my own experience and I will also share with you some really great tips to keep in mind when it comes to hiring. So let do you say, let's fire away. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. So here we are in October. And if you are someone who is thinking about starting a micro school, you could be thinking to yourself, what will I do if I'm trying to do this on my own? Should I start with help? Should I start by hiring someone? And then you may be someone who's already started a micro school and here it is October and you're going, okay, is it time for me to hire someone? Have I made the best hiring decisions? When and where should I hire first? And all of this, my friends, is a part of the journey. It's a part of the process. Something that I think about all the time. But I will say that it's something that I did not think about when I first started our micro school. Nope, I sure didn't. I actually thought I could do it all on my own. I was going to homeschool my kids and a couple more, how great it was going to be. And I thought, I mean, I've ran a classroom before with 20, 30 kids. How could this be any harder than that? And honestly, one month into it, I realized teaching multi-age students, as you've heard in my previous episodes, I needed some additional help. I needed help because the teacher in me wanted to do it right, and I felt stretched. It was my very first year. It was in the middle of a pandemic. I had never homeschooled my children before. I had never started a micro school before. And I think that that's very, very important to consider. I hired before I even thought that I had the financial ability to. And because I hired, Very early on, I actually just hired my mother-in-law to come in and help me. Because I hired very early on, I honestly attribute it to every single piece of our growth. I hired when I did not think I was ready to hire. Like maybe in my spirit, maybe emotionally, I felt like I was ready to hire, but financially I wasn't. And 
The truth of the matter is, it all worked out. It really did because it freed me up in so many ways to eventually make more money, my friends. I think that is a major key factor in people determining whether or not they can hire the help. They say, I can't afford it. And my opinion is you can't afford not to. Now, it doesn't mean that you just go and hire anybody, hire everybody without being financially discerning. Now, as the years have progressed, I have gotten uber, 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 super, uber, uber specific on who I am hiring, what they are, what they are hired for, and how much I can pay this hired person. And I will say the numbers do not lie. They will help you in making a very earnest, honest decision. So the numbers that you really need to look at are what I want to help you with today. And before I even go into the numbers, I do want to remind you my very first year, I hired my mother-in-law for $10 an hour. My second year, I hired an assistant that had worked with me out at public school and I hired that assistant for $13 an hour. That is still more than getting paid in our public schools for not having any retirement or any benefits. That was still more than what this individual was getting paid in public school as an assistant. $2 more actually. And again, year three, I brought on another teacher, student teacher, and I had two assistants at $13 an hour. Plus I had my student teacher who was in charge of more responsibilities and she was paid a little bit more than my teacher assistants. Now we have certified teachers at our school and we have two assistants at our school and a student teacher at our school. So there are some major decisions that we've had to make when it comes to hiring. I will also say that in addition to the people who work directly in our school, I have hired someone to help me with our invoicing and billing because having 40 students and now receiving those students, some of those students receiving government scholarships, the task was way too difficult for me to take on. And as, as I've hired again, yes, there is more expenses when it comes to that. But again, my time is being freed up to find ways to make more money or to compensate for that on the side. Time is money. Some people say it's not, but truthfully, I look at it and I think, yes, every time I have freed myself up with the gift of time, I've paid someone to help me do it. And I cannot think of a time when I hired someone to do something for me and they gave me a service back that I was not appreciative and did not see the value in that. So with my personal experience in mind, remember what year you are in your school. And you also need to remember what is really keeping you out of your zone of genius. I know that my zone of genius is classroom management, casting a vision for our school, curriculum, instruction, creativity, all of the events, marketing, meeting with families, building relationships. That's my zone of genius. So if I have to sit behind a computer and invoice and bill and answer questions about billing for 40 students, just stop me right now. Just go ahead and stop me right now. Can't do it. Can't do it. But in the years past, I've done all my billing. 
absolutely done all my billing. We are working through a couple different softwares and programs right now. I really do not want to share what we have chosen just yet because we have not chosen just one. We are working through a couple and the reason why is because I want to be able to teach you and give you an honest opinion of the different platforms and invoicing systems that we have used. I've actually hired someone, again, my billing and my invoicing lady. She is a, t- she is a friend of my daughter's. Her, her daughter and my daughter play volleyball together. She has a couple businesses. She is a really great hire because she knows all about invoicing and billing. And she's helping me fine tune what I've chosen and really helping me decide if this is the best program for the growth of our school or not. And I think that is a very big indicator for who you hire. Are they helping you move your school forward? Are they helping you move your ideas forward? Or are they taking care of situations for you so that you can move your school forward? Now, when it comes to knowing your numbers, it's very, very important. So this is what I want to share with you, some key factors in assessing whether or not you're ready to hire. Number one is definitely sufficient enrollment. So before you can hire additional staff, you have to have a clear understanding of your enrollment numbers. It's very important to have enough students to justify the need for additional teachers or support staff because hiring too soon with low enrollment can strain your budget. Now let's say you hire and something changes and students have to move. It's very important that you are able to adjust hours that people are working and the amount of teachers that you need on staff and also making sure that if your school grows that you have room for that as well and that you have people in your back pocket that you can call on to come in and help you and you know friends honestly we could talk so much about volunteers and about staff that is maybe interning but today this conversation holds true for hiring meaning that you are going to actually put people on payroll number two You need to consider your space and your capacity. So you need to understand if your physical space and resources accommodate more students, because if they don't accommodate more students, then you can't have more staff. So for an example, we have here at the church an enormous amount of space, but the way that the church is laid out, it's not really conducive to adding a whole nother classroom at this time. So we have to be very careful about the number of students we are able to enroll this year because we've made so many changes and have moved so abruptly and put so many new systems and procedures in place that adding another place in the school would really determine whether or not we can hire more additional staff. So that's something to ensure is that your learning environment can support the growth that you anticipate not only for your students but for staff as well. So look at your space and look at your student enrollment. Number three, curriculum development. So if you plan to hire teachers, you really have to have a very good standard operating procedure, SOPs we call them, a well-defined curriculum and educational philosophy and the systems that you use for teaching. I will say that has been a huge learning curve for me and for our teachers because since I'm not actively teaching as much as I have in the past, I have to make sure that I am training our teachers very well. So that's very important to think about 
Do you have the capacity, the time, the energy, and the finances to train people to take over? Now, my first three years, I was still actively teaching. I was modeling. I was showing. I was very much in the trenches teaching. This year, because our school grew so rapidly, it has really taken the first month of school to stop, slow down, and to explain things to our new teachers who are new to our school. Helping your teachers understand the teaching approach and what is expected of them is very important when it comes to hiring. Number four, another very important key factor is your budget and your finances. Do you have a budget? Do you know your numbers? Do you know how much you're bringing in? Do you know how much you have to take home as the owner? Do you know how much on average you're spending in materials or supplies? Now, my first couple years, I was just figuring it out as I went. But now that I have, and you're going to do that your first couple years, but now that I have really good data over the past four years, we're able to forecast, we're able to budget really well. I have a really, really amazing system that I use that I'm excited to teach all of my coaching students, and it definitely clarifies a lot of confusion and gives you really specific ways to look at your numbers and to look at your budget and your finances. If you have not done this yet, I suggest you definitely book a coaching call or book a coaching program with me so that I can work with you side by side. This will be number one, the greatest investment you'll ever make in your school is hiring someone who will help you do the things that you do not know how to do yet or help you learn those skills so that you can make very wise decisions. I did that for myself. I hired someone who taught me the numbers, gave me the spreadsheets, taught me how to use the spreadsheets. They were not a micro school person, builder, but they were a finance person. And I invested time, energy, money, resources, and it has been the greatest return of an investment. So you can head on over to teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching. Clarity coaching is one. It's a great way to get started. But if you want someone to help you look at your numbers over the long haul, over the next eight to 10 sessions, which you will need, definitely book a deluxe coaching program. Even a jumpstart program will help you. But it's this is more, this is a project. Knowing your budget and your finances is definitely a project. And it's very, very worth, it's very, very, very imperative and well worth the investment. Number five, you've got to know roles and responsibilities when it comes time to hiring. And sometimes you don't even know. Like for me, I didn't even know my roles or responsibilities. Whenever I hire new staff members, I'm like, listen, we are building this ship as we go. Let's do it. But it's very important as you go on that you are collecting information, you're collecting data. I have a Google spreadsheet. I've got a MeisterTask project management software that I use to collect information so that I'm just building out systems of operations so that if this person has to leave for any reason or if I have to hire additional staff, I already have our procedures in place. I've written them out. And a lot of times I've been like, I don't have time to write this all out. But every time I do, I'm like, gosh, what a weight that has lifted off of me. Number six, it's very important when it comes time to hiring that you take a really close look at your needs. Take an assessment of your needs. Identify 
specific needs of your students and the micro school as a whole. Are there areas where additional expertise or support is necessary? And I will tell you that my husband taught me this. I've heard it several times as well. Fire fast, hire slow. And I don't mean to just go around firing people, okay? Because this is very, very special to have a school and to build relationships. It is crucial that you are giving people an opportunity. However, if for any reason that you are not feeling it, like this is not going to work, you have to fire fast because it is going to weigh you down. If you've got someone, let's say, that you're hiring to help you do your payroll and you're not yielding the results that you need, you have to find someone fast. Meaning, not actually finding someone fast, but allowing that person to go so that you can hire someone who is good for the position. And I will say that it's called fire fast, hire slow, because you'll make really quick decisions when you know that you need help, but you've also got to be aware of whether or not it's going to last for the long haul. Is this a project that you just need help with for a little bit? Is this someone that you need to hire for the entire school year? Be thinking of that. And if you notice that you're not going to be able to have them for the long haul, a conversation needs to take place very quickly. But also when it comes time to hiring, you've got to take your time. And it's painful. I'm going to be honest with you. This year, it was painful this summer. All of the steps taken to hire. I did not anticipate how much it was going to take me. And I didn't feel like that my first couple of years. But once our school grew so rapidly and I needed to find staff, I was putting ads out on Indeed. I was having phone call interviews to qualify in, qualify out. Then I was meeting with teachers. Then it was an onboarding process. So hiring takes time. Don't expect to just get on the phone with someone, have them come in the next day, and then boom, you're free. No, it definitely takes time. But the more time you put in front, the more time you'll get back in the end. So number six was your assessment of needs. And number seven is teacher-student ratios. So it's very important to determine the ideal teacher-student ratio for your micro school based on your educational philosophy and goals. So at first, we were very, very small. So three teachers and 18 students. Then, we, now, well now, we have 40 students and our staff has significantly grown. We've got three teachers plus two additional support staffs here at the school. And then I have my administrative assistant who helps with all of the billing and invoicing. She is separate from our school, meaning that she doesn't actually report here. She doesn't have the, the teacher-student ratio. But at our school, yes, it's definitely one teacher per 10 kids, if not anywhere from 10 to 15 students. So with that being said, that really plays an important role in knowing how many teachers and support staff you do need. Last but not least, I will say is the parent and community involvement. Consider the expectations of your parents and the community that you serve. If there is a strong support for hiring additional staff or if par parents are requesting specific services, it may be a sign that it's time to expand your team. 
So for an example, let's say the parents would like to see more field trips at your school, or your parents would like to see maybe you getting back to them sooner on their bills and their invoices. Well, the situation with that is, if that's something that you cannot handle on your own, that would be something that you could either delegate out, asking parents to help you, getting volunteers, or just seeing a sign that, yeah, it is time that we hire additional staff. But first off, that to me comes last, okay? Because we're not here to make everybody happy. Yes, it's important to serve and to serve well, but if you cannot run your business with everybody else's needs in mind without first thinking if the decision that you're making is sustainable. So hiring my friends takes time. It's well worth it. It's the, been the greatest investment that I've made in our school for sure. But it's also taken me the most time and every week it takes me time. It takes me time to look at our numbers. It takes me time to look at, is this working? It takes me time to refigure people's hours, but I love it. And I'm so grateful that I get to have the opportunity to do this, to bless people with positions, to bless people with jobs, to be a leader for our community, to be a leader for our children, for other people. And I think that that is the most important mindset that you can have is that you are here not only to serve the students, but you're here to serve on a greater capacity in your community and hiring is one way to do it. You can head over to teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching to book your coaching call. You can also send me an email if you have questions about coaching or hiring and you want to see what specifically there is when it comes to the coaching program and we can tailor the coaching program to fit your needs. Again, that's teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.